Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Red Sox made some moves. The Yankees made some moves. The Red Sox and the Yankees made a move together. What? Hello and welcome to Talkin' Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you had a fantastic weekend. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Coming to you from California is Trevor Plouffe and producer Bug Bug Dude in the corner. We got a lot to talk about today. The Red Sox signed two guys. They traded for one guy. The Yankees picked up some guys, and they traded away a guy. The Nats picked up some guys, and there's a bunch of smaller moves. Actually, a jam-packed free agency trade. Things are happening. Actually, things are happening, so we'll talk about all of that. But first, I need to tell you about some special people in our lives. Benjamin Gibbard, Jordan Kultpak, Pet the Cactus. Not a name, kind of like an instruction. You don't know. Christian Macias or Macias, mm. Mike, my eyes are like broken right now. You all right, Daddy? Mike. Fluger. Fluger, Matt Irons, Tyler Stewart, Colin Joseph, Eric Banker, Evan Phillips, Reed Pitts. Sure is. That's a unfortunate name. Sorry, Reed. You got to be tough with that name. Reed Pitts? Yeah. It sounds like a bad golfer. Michael Say, Luke Del Medic. Del Medico. Del, Del Medico. Yeah. Not Mr. Moon. Judy. Oh, fuck. Le Etoy. Le, how would you say it? Le Etoy. Le Etoy. Le Etoy. Maggie Hughes. Juan Carlos Rodriguez from Panama. Shout out. Shout out. Canal season. Mariana Rivera. Milk Carton Kid. Eric Bergenheyer. And Amanda Carroll. Those are our most recent patrons. Patreon.com slash Talking Baseball. Tough names. Tough crop of names for me right there. Tough start. Trev, how are you doing out there in California? I'm doing well. Um, It's kind of a... It's a tough day, I think, because I'm bringing back some memories. A year ago, we... uh, Kobe passed. Um, I was heading home from our beautiful trip to spring training and uh found out about it on the way in the plane on the way home and um things really haven't been the same since so it's it's interesting to you know kind of look back and see what happened after that but um a lot of people posting tributes about kobe today which is kind of cool to see i'm decked out in my kobe gear um but you know r.i.p kobe gianna everybody else that was on board tough tough day that was a year ago yeah, I will, if you if you would have made me guess honestly, I probably would have said three months. Or wasn't it, it wasn't spring training? I was coming back from Twins Fest. Excuse me, I, I, yeah. I misspoke there. Yeah, it's I was a in Minnesota headed back home. Big time. Where were you? Moment. I uh, I was still in Denver. Um, was at a friend's child's B day party, and it was just like this delightful event. And then uh, you opened the phone, and it was like holy smoke. So, yeah, it's uh. Kobe and coming up on the COVID anniversary, there's going to be a lot of weird, uh, you know, New Year's is normally the weird year reflection, but I think uh, we're, we're going to have some more of that coming up. Oh, and by the way, baseball hot in the streets, Tim. 
So hot you could crack an egg, make an omelet on the pavement. Ooh, bad taste though. Don't do that. It's my favorite scene from Father of the Bride. Ooh. I think it's Father of the Bride 2. Driveway omelet. Critically acclaimed. You have you ever seen you would like it. Because Martin Short's amazing that's in it. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a movie that's up your alley. Father of the Bride God. 2. Trav, you big Father of the Bride fan? No, I'm not. Okay. That's a Steve Martin thing. I, I feel like I don't appreciate him as much as I should, but uh, I think I'm a little too young for that, which you guys are younger than me, so I don't know. I mean, Steve, yeah, well, we'll get back to baseball, but appreciate Steve Martin. He's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I do appreciate him. I know he's funny. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Also, yeah. early gray head, so obviously yeah. I am kinship with him. Let's start with the Red Sox. They made some trades. They picked up some guys, Trev. First, they signed Garrett Richards, one year, $10 million. This is a guy that has an upside but an injury history, but all the peripherals kind of love him. I'm I'm shocked by the – I was shocked by the Kluber $11 million. I'm shocked by the $10 million here. I, I kind of – I think I just misread the market. I wouldn't have I – mean, it is a one-year deal, but this makes me a little happier about the Kluber deal. I, this was higher than I thought it was going to take to get a one-year Garrett Richards deal. Um, they also pick up Kike Hernandez. I love that move for them. And then they trade for Ottavino. So the Red Sox are making some moves. Like five episodes, I, I said that they should get Kluber and Simeon because they needed that second baseman roving infielder and uh, a one-year high upside prove-it arm. Instead of Kluber and Simeon, they go with Garrett Richards and uh, Kike. Which I like, I guess. I don't know. Are the Red Sox trying to compete, Jake? You're my Red Sox guy. So I was crunching the numbers. Love those socks. Um, when they first did Garrett Richards, I was trying to do mental math and like, what do the Sox actually need to do to be the Blue Jays or to be, you know, in the realm for an actual wild card spot this year and it's so let's start doing best case scenario you know Erod comes back and Erod's a really good pitcher uh Chris Sale coming back mid-season what does he look like does he look like Chris Sale Chris Sale is he just a body uh, you know kind of a wild card effect there Evaldi was low-key pretty good um so you know Garrett Richards he does have the high-end potential when that dude's on the bump like he's he's a guy you don't want to see he's kind of got gross stuff the injury I mean again we Go through baseball reference and go look at some of the greats and go look at some of the just, like, very good guys that couldn't stay on the field because Garrett Richards, man, I mean, I, there's only one season with 16 starts since 2015. Um, guy's always been tough when he's on the mound. I like it for the Red Sox. They take a chance. Jim, you mentioned the market, and I, I think Trev would normally go to this place. But, yeah, it's all it's all about – the one year And for one year they'll take a chance If Garrett Richards can go out there and shove And if Boston's out of it Flip him for a prospect at the deadline If Boston finds a way to be Boston and, and adds a part or two To try to get into a wild card race You know uh, Garrett Richards can be someone for them So it's fun uh, And then on the Kike side of it Obviously I love Kike, sex symbol He can play all around 
Um, you know, they're thinking primarily second base, or they still have a hole at center field, which is his two best positions, but he can move wherever. He's kind of a, a GM and mostly a manager's dream at this point. So it's good to see Boston get in the act. They still would need, like, two impact-free agents to kind of get into wildcard discussion. But, hey, if you're Sox fans, you got a couple guys to get excited about, Trev. Yeah, I think, look, if you're, if you're Boston... You can't just go complete rebuild. You have to do something, some fan service, if you will. You're a major market. You got to spend some money. So I think these moves are, you could look at them a couple different ways. You could say, okay, the AL East, we don't know what it's going to be. It could be, you know, the easiest the AL East has been in a long time. It also could be pretty competitive because there's not one team that really stands out as of right now. I, I mean, we talk about it all the time. I think the Yankees are probably still the best team, uh, but I don't think they're as strong as they typically are. And maybe that'll change. Maybe they'll sign somebody. But I think for the Red Sox, you're right, Jake. These are some signings, uh, especially like a Richards. If he does go out and have a, a good first half, like they can flip them. And we know how much teams love prospect capital. Uh, but I think more than anything, it's really just they got to do something. They got to fill out a team. They can't just tear it completely down they do still have some guys you know they still have uh jd in the lineup they still have sale coming back um the addition of martin perez so they have a semblance of a staff I, it just doesn't seem like it's um i mean as of right now as we stand the red Sox are going to be fighting for the if there is expanded playoffs they'll be fighting to get in at the end so it's just an interesting thing heim's in there he can't I guess completely punt. I, I, it's 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 They're a in mystery a great place. type offseason for me. For They're kind of in a nice place, front office wise. They're doing enough to compete this year. If it doesn't work out, they can trade these guys. If they if they do work out, the the Red Sox are going into this season. Mm, this is going to not land well. So I'm going to here back, we go. I'm going to back out of that. <laughs> Backed out. I'm going to back out of it. Well, uh, with some of with some of the one year contracts, like you know, as as you going in reverse, you can trade. Make yeah. a trade. Um, or they can be surprisingly good. I was going to say the 2017 Yankees, that's like was my mindset. Like I had, had no hope they were going to be good. I thought the best case for the 2017 Yankees was that Matt Holiday worked himself into a trade. And who else did they pick up? Do you remember? They picked up like three one-year deals, and then there was a bunch coming off the books. And I was like, best case, they can work themselves in the trade. They made it to Game 7 of the ALCS because all the rookies panned out. So they, the Red Sox still have a squad. So I think what, it's like ownership's brain. It's either we're not, we're bad, and we can sell off some pieces and get better and continue this rebuild, or we're surprisingly good. I, I, as a fan, it's not exactly what you want to be, but they're kind of there. Like Ottavino, I think he will be traded. I think they paid $9 million for Ottavino. They get a prospect with it. And they hope at the deadline they can turn him in to a, another two relievers, another two prospects, and they trade him because everyone wants to shut down reliever come the deadline. So, you know, if they're good enough that they want to keep out of Vino, that's great. But if they're not, they're very happy to flip him because someone will be looking for him and see that those strikeouts and that upside and want a righty out of the pen. So that's kind of how it seems to me. It's playing out. Jim, you're, they can go either way with it. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of their free agency and potential trades play out. Because uh, they add out of Eno, I think he's arguably the second or 
first best guy out of their bullpen now. It's him and Matt Barnes, and then uh, a pile of crap. Uh, the Ben and trade rumors is something going to happen there, or did they get nothing because Benny was so bad last year and mad the year before that you know they're kind of in a Gary Sanchez territory? Like, hey, let's see if Benny can fix himself or. We're done with them. They're an outfielder short right now. Um, they've got Renfro, your guy, currently in the starting lineup. I think they're still going to sign someone. You know, they're reportedly in talks with JBJ. You know, there there were some deep cut Ozuna rumors, which you know I was kind of getting flashbacks to Manny. Everyone's talking about how uh, Ozuna is closer to a DH than anything else at this point in his career. Hey, Ozuna could handle that left field at fan. At Fenway, Manny did it for years So are they still going to be big players In the rest of this offseason? Because man, I think they're a bad away From that lineup looking tough And you know, the pitching Obviously not this team's strength um, You need a lot of things to start going right And But you know, if you can stay in it Until Chris Sale comes back I mean, if he looks anything like Chris Sale Then we're, we're talking socks, baby how crazy is that Evaldi deal? I was just going through the the guys they could potentially trade if they wanted to, and obviously we named a lot of them. Like Dustin Pedroia, he's going to be a free agent in 2022. They could trade that guy. Someone might take a flyer. Did he officially retire? I think he's about to officially retire. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Richards, they could trade him if he pitches himself well enough. Um, you know, there's hope there. Martin Perez, same thing. Um, they got some relievers they can do it with And then I was looking at the Evaldi thing Because someone could trade him for half a season You get the next season But it's 17 mil a year 17 mils a lot 17 mils a lot for Evaldi I was saying that I wanted to keep the conversation Simply just Red Sox But a lot of their moves tie in with other moves There's a really good pivot point to the Yankees we can hit But also the Red Sox were supposedly in On Jurickson Profar Who signed um, with the Padres Three years, $21 million. As soon as that signing went down, the Red Sox went to Kike for the same AAV, seven years, uh, $7 million a year, but they only did a two-year deal, which I found a little interesting. I'd prefer Kike than Profar because of the defensive versatility, uh, but the Red Sox wouldn't go to three years because maybe they are thinking more of a, this is a rebuild window, this isn't our team, where... The that's I don't know I'm reading into that situation I'm trying to let me BBD I need a, a look up here what's the Red Sox payroll going into this year Red Sox payroll um, you know for me the worst thing that could happen to the Red Sox is for them to be in the middle of things come July. Yeah, you want to be sellers or you want to be buyers. You don't want, but there's with the expanded playoffs, um, and no waiver wire. No one know everyone's a buyer. Like no one knows. So like they need to be it's bad. So bad interesting because we saw with the Giants last year go through the same thing. Yeah, a lot of teams do it now, and it's it's kind of sucks. That's that's where I'm really interested to see how the rest of their offseason goes. Because if this is kind of it, you know, maybe even JBJ or an outfielder. I still think they're definitely a tier below the Jays, the Rays, and the Yankees, for sure. Um, if they were to get an impact free agent, I think it enters a discussion. You need a lot to go right, but that's baseball. I mean, Bobby Dahlbeck's getting the call. 
Um, does Chavis who's, who's ever figure it out? Go after though, like For impact free agent. Gave a whole Ozuna speech a minute ago, but you didn't like that. Compared him to Manny, it was kind of beautiful. Oh, that, it was art. That's where you guys the audio was out because I didn't okay. hear any of that, wow. and I don't think they're even close to going after Ozuna. There's no chance. There's rumors. For luxury tax purposes, it appears their payroll is at 204, which I think means they have about six mil before the threshold. That's a lot more than I thought their payroll would be. That's at luxury holy. tax payroll. So I think in real dollars, it's less. But they paid Sale. They paid Bogarts. They paid JD. Yeah, yeah their rotation. They paid Their rotation ain't great. And I think that's going to do them. Their lineup can be good. Got guys there. I like their lineup. So that's the Red Sox and what they're doing. They made a trade with the Yankees. Adam Adovino goes from the Yankees to the Red Sox. He's got one year, nine to eleven million, but nine million on the luxury tax side of things is the contract. The Yankees also sent a prospect, Frank Herman. I had never heard of him before. Mm-hmm. Young kid. I think uh, he hits ninety-eight miles per hour and has a slider, so there's potential there. And the Red Sox sent to the Yankees nothing, just a player to be named later, and they paid for Otto's contract. It was a straight salary dump by the Yankees because they only had $2 million left before they hit the luxury tax, and now, by trading out of Vino, they have $11 million to play with, and they can use that to go get a reliever that they like just as much as Otto, plus uh, Brett Gardner. Honestly, probably just Brett Gardner to be the fourth outfielder, um, speed guy, and second center fielder on the roster. Interesting trade. You don't see the two teams trade a lot. And also, the Red Sox did pick the Red Sox basically basically a free agent signing for the Red Sox. They just traded cash for a player. That's usually a free agent signing, not a trade. They do get another prospect with them. I don't think that means much. It's just kind of a name. Trev, were you shocked to hear this trade? I was because Otto's uh, been such a re- reliable reliever wherever he's been. I know last year wasn't great for him, but you know the years prior to that, he's been a lockdown reliever. I faced this guy. He's not a guy that you want to see on the mound. You know, like he's a guy that really can go on a run and be like a lockdown strikeout back of the game reliever. And uh, it was interesting to see like they chose him. Because it was clearly what obviously was for salary reasons. Uh, I don't know what the rest of the salary configuration is for the Yankees bullpen, but I think you know it was more of like he had one more year and they needed to do something, and so they just decided on Otto. I don't know if 2020 had anything to do with it. I'm sure there was a little bit of consideration for that, but in my eyes, this is a great move for the Red Sox. They get Otto if they are where we think they're going to be at. You know, come July, they're going to be able to flip this guy. He's going to go to a contender. He might go back to the Yankees. <laughs> and instead of paying, you know, whatever, $9 million, they'll pay $4 million. I don't know. It's it's an interesting trade. I think the Red Sox, uh, I think they did a good job. This is Haim. This is Haim coming in and saying, I find value here when you don't find value. Love it, Trev. You just got the Yankees and Red Sox buddy-buddy now. Himes in, him and Cashman, they love each other. I'm just saying. I love it. No, it's uh, Adovino. He he was very friendly to us through talking Yank stuff, so it was a little bit of a bummer there. And, yeah, if you look at last season's stats, there's one appearance against Toronto that messes up everything, and that's how it works with reliever ERA. Otto was good with the Yankees. They kind of mess with his confidence a lot. He's a he's a thinking man on the mound. He's the first to tell you 
that and even the fact that he overthinks stuff. And the Yankees kind of, they used him as, it went from lights out reliever, he came over, he was dominant, and then they had Canely and him. Canely was so good against lefties that they kind of had this freakish two-headed monster where no righties could touch Otto, no lefties could touch Canely, that they almost deployed it to a a point where it hurt Ottavino's mentality because this guy... Has years where he's gotten both sides out easily He's got nasty stuff He's an X-axis king X-axis king And uh, I, I don't know I'm excited for him to go to Boston Northeastern northeastern guy uh, I think that Boston pen needs some innings Whether they're in it or not So good for him Go get some work uh, Believe in yourself We always say that And yeah. uh, it, it allows the Yankees to, to spend a little more quiche Which... Uh, to stay under the salary, yeah. Don't say it, Jake. Don't say it. Don't say it. Salary. He's also turning. Is he thirty? He's thirty-five. Like sneaky old Yan- Yankees thinking, like, hey, like we, he he was a great pitcher for us. He did well for us, you know. And now it's time for us to move on. Like, teams do that all the time. I just think that it's he's just kind of a guy that doesn't need the velo, and he can rely on his stuff, and that's gonna play even at his age. So I uh, I think this is a win for Heim. I guess it's a win for both because I do cr- uh, clear up some salary, which is can't believe we're talking about the Yankees and them saving $9 million. This is a different Yankees team. I guess I always remind myself this isn't the old Steinbrenner Yankees anymore. Cashman is not does not operate the team like that. You know uh, what's frustrating, though, Trev? You know what's starting to frustrate me is everyone, the, oh, the cheap Yankees, the cheap Yankees, they have the highest payroll in baseball. They have the highest payroll in baseball. They're but not, to shy away from the luxury tax, it's just I, a I, weird. It thing. sucks. It sucks to to put the luxury tax ahead of like going all out. But that's every team. Every does team's it. do. If if there was like other teams that were just busting through it, then sure, cheap Yankees. But every team is doing it because the no, tax I, look, is fifty it, cents I, on I the totally dollar. That. Tell a millionaire but, he's going to get taxed fifty cents on the dollar, and he's going to say, "I'm not. I don't want that." So I mean. That taxes with Jimmy. That's taxes. So Not essentially, what's happening? But <laughs> I just mean, think that is essentially the Yankees what's team happening. is better with Otto on it than with him not on it. That is essentially what's happening. Just to clear it up for the audience. Well, it's not. Ex- it's not his money. Like it's not like coming straight out of his pocket. I mean, this is a payroll. I mean, what does he earn his money from? A lot of things. If if John Boy <laughs> Media isn't if John Boy Media isn't profitable. Then I can't pay myself my salary anymore, Trev. It's profitable in a lot more ways than just like y- you thinking about a payroll and then saying, "Oh, he's going to get taxed fifty cents on the dollar." Well, what did his franchise value do? What are the auxiliary, you know, uh, earnings from his franchise do? There's a lot of things, that, ways to think about it. Does Auto make them a better team? And if they make it to the World Series, they get paid more. Like, well, that's so the many thing. Ways they think they it's can. Not put- straight, it's not. It's not black and white like that. Well, it is that if they go over the tax, they get taxed fifty cents on the dollar. They're over. And if he makes you a better team, you can earn more money. We ended up in a weird spot. Uh, the, just, we we still, Trevor. The other thing is, we are expecting this opened up the Yankees to make other moves. We think that they're going to sign a reliever that they believe in more than Adam Adovino right now. Um, we'll see how the rest of the relief free agency plays out. Uh, you know, a lot of intriguing names out there. It'll be interesting to see who ends up in the Yankees' price range. All the Yankee fans want Rosenthal. I think he's the most exciting reliever left. I think 
he's going to get priced out from the Yankees. Um, be interesting, Shane Green. He he was a former Yankee farmhand, right? You mm-hmm. you could see maybe a little reunite, but yeah, it's looking like the Yankees basically said you can get a uh, a meh prospect of ours, and we're going to re-sign Brett Gardner and a different reliever. Um, what is how much do they have to work with now before they hit the threshold? Around eleven million. And you're, you you got to remember you have to keep some of that so you can make trades at the deadline. deadline. And and when you call I saw up somewhere the other day that said fourteen and a half, I don't know where people get these numbers. Well, what's it was um, like a legit website too? What's River Ave say? He said four and a half before the auto trade. I think so. That's like thirteen then. So, but you got to leave a little wiggle room when you want to make trades in the middle of the season. Also, when in-season you want to call in season call ups, you got to leave like you know a million, million and a half, two million. For that stuff But the Yankees don't do trades at the deadline anymore So maybe they uh, will just spend it all But no, the Yankees have At least One signing and two trade Or one signing and a trade or two signings left To go That's what this move means Is that the Yankees have more moves to be made I just would rather have Otto than Brett Gardner And a reliever that costs But Trev, they don't use Otto He didn't pitch in the postseason It's partially a Yankee problem like, like I would rather Otto if the Yankees actually pitched him, but they don't pitch him in high-leverage situations. They didn't even use him in the postseason last year at all. It wasn't an option. They used Loizaga instead of him. So if the Yankees don't have any faith in him and he costs them $9 million, then go get a guy that you have faith in. Like, if Shane Green's going to cost you $6 million, go pick him up and maybe you have faith in him in the playoffs because I get what you're saying from the outside. It's like, the Yankees just trade away their best reliever from the inside. They didn't even use him in high leverage. I don't know why. I disagree with them not using him, but they went into the season last year having no faith in him, and they ended the season having no faith in him. We don't. We didn't get it. We were like very confused by it because besides one game, he was awesome. But if you're not going to use him in the postseason, don't pay him the money. Bang. Okay. Can I circle back? To- <laughs> I mean, the guy. The guy's just a really good pitcher. That's how I. I we agree. We agree. Look we agree. At- but for some reason, they don't use them. It's very weird. I want to go back to Kike and Profar real quick. Yep. Um, we talked about the util, and they get the same AAV. Profar gets the extra year, the third year. When you do get into the kind of gritty numbers of it, it does stand out a little bit. Kike, for how fun and sexy he is, last year he had a 680 OPS. The year before, 715 OPS. Um and Profar has been moved all around. He plays infield and outfield too. Um, and Profar hit pretty well last year. He had a 771 OPS, 278, 343. Um, and, you know, teams always want to buy in in that former top prospect figuring it out. So it. Uh, I was with you, Jim, but now that I've kind of double-checked it, it, it makes more sense than I, I would have believed. I, I had it checked out. I did their last three years, and it was like the same exact numbers, offensively at least. Last three years, 243 batting average, 244 batting average, 323 on base, 313 on base, 434 slugging, 436 slugging, 757 OPS, 749 OPS, 101 OPS plus, 99 OPS plus. Like, last three years, they've been the same exact offensive Yeah, but that, that third year was big for Kike, and we're, we're now three ways, three years away from that, where the recent years are better for Jerickson. The last two? Yeah. Okay. They're they're like very similar. I think I think 
the way I was reading into it is the Red Sox don't want to commit to a player for three years. I don't think it's Jer- I don't think it was Jerkson versus Kike. I think they're very similar. I think it was. Think so? Yeah. Because I mean, Jerkson played every. Jerkson played center, second, left field, right field, and short last year. Um, and he had a one thirteen OPS plus. So I think the recent, yeah, the recent stuff played better. The last him. two years is still they're very similar numbers. They're tight. Very similar offensive numbers. I think they didn't want to go three years. Do you know these Sox. guys, Trev? Do you know? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Kike guy. If we're comparing the both of them, I just think he's has a better track record. I think Jerkson has the the old prospect status, and he is younger than him, so that has something to do with him probably getting an extra year. Kike is turning 30 this year, and Jerkson's turning 28, I believe. So I, I've I've played with Profar, or at least had a spring training with him. And I, I don't mean, want to be mean or anything, but I, just, I wasn't super impressed uh, with kind of like anything. Like I know he can play everywhere, uh, but maybe he's coming into his own. He did have a decent season last year. Uh, but for me, I I think Kike just brings more. Were you looking at him as competition during that spring training? No. Okay. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but I just, you know, to me, I, I think Kike is just the more exciting player and can bring more value. And it's, it's reflected in his numbers besides the last year. I think Jim, you know, you're saying the last three years, they're very similar, but overall Kike, I think it's just a better defender. Uh, so he gets a little bit of bump there, but I, you know, I'm happy for both these guys. You know, it's, it's about time teams value utility so much, but they never pay for it. And now they're kind of paying for it. You know, I would say both these guys got a you know a decent contract for what they bring, and uh, I think Boston is an excellent place. I was pretty uh, shocked by the Profar deal, to be honest. I was uh, too. I know it's seven million isn't crazy, but to give three years and commit twenty one mil is. Uh, I was just taken back. I was like, "Well, he got what?" And he's also in- a switch hitter, so they're trying. Maybe they'll try to exploit more platoon splits with him. I I don't really understand it, uh, but. Hey man, I'm happy these guys are getting paid, and you know they uh, reached free agency and they and they did it. I think it ties into this Padres kind of three year window too. The three years for him right now, him and Kim uh, from overseas are listed as on their bench. Uh, we'll see if this has an expensive bench. It's a pricey bench right now, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> or they might think the DH is coming, and then you can move one of those guys. They've got Cronenworth who's flexible. So with Kim bench. and Profar and Cronenworth, you've got a lot of flexibility there, especially if they get the DH. But, yeah, if we're going NL <laughs> pitchers hitting right now, there's going to be a couple good ball players who, like, if Kim's just sitting on the bench. There's $14 million sitting on the bench and a pitcher's hitting. Baseball. Interesting. Also, the Yankees. I'm looking at these numbers more and more now. I don't get it, man. The Profar numbers? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't scream seven million years below average offensive player. And defensively as well. And you can, you know, yeah, it's very odd to me. I was good for him, happy for him. Good for the Padres for giving players money. Yeah. That, if the, you know, that's maybe that becomes the reality soon for everyone. But that's like a, uh, like a late nineteen, like an early two thousands contract. I disagree, lads. Okay. Um, the Yankees also traded for Jamison Tyone. Mm. 
We did an impromptu episode on talking Yanks, Trev. So Jake and I's opinions are out there. Uh, we can share some here. The Yankees traded four players for Jamison Tyone. Uh, one, two were on their 40-man roster. I can tell you their names. Not to be rude, you don't care about their names. Miguel Yahore, something, Michael Escado, Cannon Smith, and... Ronzi Contreras. Ronzi. Michael... Ronzi, Cannon, and Miguel. Kanan. So those are the guys they gave up. They get Tyone for two years, $2 million for this year. So it's, you know, a cheap option. He's double Tommy John guy. He hasn't pitched in a long time. We sat down with him in spring training before the world went to shit. Had a nice conversation with him. Kind of like I like the move for the Yankees. Um, because what I stumbled into on talking Yanks was if we're going to go the injured pitcher out, just get them all because eventually two will work out. The Yankees have eight options now and they need two of them to stay healthy and, and make it to October looking good. And the more you add to that collection, the more the chances are you have two of them. So he's now one on the list of hopefully, you know, he can recover and pitch his upsides there. Like when he was healthy, it was really good. I think 19 of his 22 starts in 2018 were three earned runs or less. And he had 22 in a row at one point of three earned runs or less. So yeah, he's the upside's there, but you know, double Tommy John. I don't know the prospects they gave up, if they're anything crazy, but this is, yes, they're the not. ultimate upside deal for them. And this guy has been through the gamut, man. Like two Tommy Johns, he had cancer in the middle of that. And here he is, and if you know they can get him into form this year, and then even next year, I mean, this is a great sign for the Yankees. And he has that mentality, like you know, that he wants. He feels like he still has so much left to give the game, and that's the kind of person you want in a situation like this. Like he's going to work his ass off to get out there and be the pitcher that he knows he can be. You know, these are sometimes these are just freak injuries that happen, especially a Tommy John, a double Tommy John. I mean, that's that's very tough for a pitcher, but he has the mentality to come back. And, uh, you know, I think the Yankees pride themselves on being able to kind of uh, get value out of some pitchers. I think they do a good job uh, developing pitchers. And this is reuniting Tyone with Garrett Cole. The Yankees? I, oh boy. I think so. You don't think so? No. They're really bad I, at it. I think they do. Developing? Or like Yeah. Oh. Didn't they just bring in a bunch of a whole new system with like Cressy and everything like that? Last year new was pitching the coach. last year was the first year. Um so we haven't seen it happen yet. They're historically terrible at developing pitchers. I always felt like whenever I faced the Yankees, they had good pitchers. Maybe they just had a lot of big pitchers. They bring a lot of them in. They they ship out a lot of parts to bring in the other pieces. It turned a decent amount of guys into relievers that are effective. It's it's going to be interesting with tough. the new system and the Yankees. Kind of had a weird 2010 up till 2017. So we'll see how you know that Trevor, your that stance could change very quickly if Davy Garcia is real and Clark Schmidt's real and Domingo Herman is real. But we we got to see that. Herman's um, the Marlins, right? Yeah, he was traded over, but he got him in the system. Trevor's talking about the system. Um, Jim, you mentioned it. A lot of kind of cool lottery tickets. Like you, 
You got if you need three matching numbers, you know, you just scratched off the first two, and you're 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 either gonna do or die real quick. We'll see what Kluber's got in the tank. We'll see what Tyone's got in the tank. Um, you know, Domingo Herman did not pitch last season. Severino when he comes back. So, uh, like you said, with Tyone added to the mix, it gives the Yankees like one one more room for error with these guys. And yeah, I mean. Never mind these guys, but throughout the league, how much are pitchers going to be allowed to let it rip this wise this year, inning wise? I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see timing of whatever injuries do happen this year. It's going to be interesting to see Sevy's rehab. But yeah, uh, Yankee fans are excited for Tyone, and they should be because his. Uh, I mean, the last full season on the mound, I think he was fourth in in WAR in the National League. So. Um, Excited to see what he does, and as a Yankee fan, it's going to be roller coaster of the season, seeing who's healthy and who looks good. Do you remember when they brought Garrett Cole over, and everyone all they could talk about was, "Oh, this guy's going to help. He's essentially another pitching coach. These guys are all going to go." And there's clips of him showing people his grips and what he does. Did that? Did you guys? You guys are way more into Yankee world than I am. Did that come to fruition? Last year, is there more talk about that? Did he help their staff at all? It was a really weird year. Um, It's tough to say. No idea. It was Matt Blake, the pitching coach's first year as a pitching coach, and he, from the times we've seen him, he doesn't necessarily carry himself with a giant bravado. Not trying to be rude, but he's No, when Matt Blake had to make pitching changes, it looked like, um, you know, bring your son to work day. And he went and made a pitching coach for the pitching change for the first time. Hopefully that so, changes in year two. Trev, I will say this, and I'd love to get your feedback from whenever you tried to listen to the pitchers talk and they said, get the hell out of here. Um, I, I am excited for the pitchers' room this year because I, I think Garrett Cole, Kluber, um, you know, uh, those guys talking to the young guys, I, I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for Davey and Clark Schmidt to, to listen to those guys talk because I'd, I'd assume they're encyclopedias of pitching. Yeah, you know, so funny to hear like your guys' reaction when I said the Yankees have developed pitchers. I honestly, when I coming up, whenever you face the Yankees, you just felt like they had a bunch of arms ready to go. I don't think they saying, developed any of those. This guy's going to be so and so. This guy's going to be so and so. And then I guess if I look back at like when I played him in the big leagues, like they had to bring guys in. The last like, like pitcher that had a full career is Andy Pettit. And Shit. then, like, right below him is Phil Hughes. And that's all. Seems like we had a bunch of young guys last year. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. The Clark Schmitz, the Davey Garcia. Do you know what the Yankees are really good at, Trev? Like, they're, like, one of the best hyping young pitchers. Yeah, maybe that's and what And then is. trading them, and then they never pan out, and they become relievers for another team, like Shane Green. That Shane Green made, like, seven starts for the Yankees, looked great. They traded him. To the Tigers. Ian Kennedy. Ian Kennedy, same thing. Jabba Chamberlain, Melanson. same thing. Melanson. They're really good at hyping up <laughs> their their prospects because yeah. they, they know they need to trade them because they're eventually become relievers. They're really bad at developing starting pitchers. But that that's it's why not they, easy, dude. Well, I know, and they just they just fired every pitching yeah. coach in the entire organization um after the twenty nineteen season. So they're they're trying to get better at it, but they're very Andy Pettit. It's the last guy that had a full career that came starting pitcher. Strike that statement from the record then. Yeah. That I said they're good at developing pitchers. They're just good at developing hype. <laughs> good at <laughs> having money. Really good at developing hype. Jesus Montero, heard of him? 
Oh my god, stud. <laughs> stud. That's a name. That's a blast from the past, right there, baby. Came up, hit Big two sh- two short porch home runs. Boom, traded, ate himself out of MLB. <laughs> John Ryan Murphy. Same thing. They're yeah, they're very good at that. Not the eating thing. One homer off Glenn Perkins. Got uh, you guys, Aaron Hicks. Boom. Glenn, we used to be my locker neighbor. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh. Okay. Keep up. The Nationals made some signings, and the NL East gets crazier and crazier. They pick up Brad Hand, one year, $10.5 million. They also have Ryan Zimmerman return on a one-year, $1 million deal, which is nice and clean. Hand is so interesting because any team could have got him for one year, $10 million when the Indians DFA'd him. Am I wrong? No. Oh. You're not wrong. Oh, Jake did a wow on me. I wasn't wowing you. Okay. On my screen. Oh. Uh, And then the Nats pick him up for one year, 10.5. Do you think, like, I don't know. I, I Part of me has Brad Hand telling him his agent, like, if they're going one year, 10, tell him I'll only do it for one 10.5 because fuck everyone for not picking me up for that one year, 10. I ain't signing. I mean, like, imagine, like, just a pride factor. If you want me, you got to get me more than 10 mil because I ain't. I, I was bullshit. Whatever you get, whatever you guys colluded to earlier in the offseason was nonsense. God, I hope Brad Hand drops dick all over this MLB season. <laughs> he probably will. He does all the time because it's all he does since 2017 <laughs> 224 games, a 261 ERA, 103 saves. Jim, the face I. The snarf I made that distracted you was, you know, I like using the Fangraphs page a lot, and it shows a power ranking of just, you know, if you look at the lineup, it gives a power ranking. Like it says, Juan Soto was the ninth best player in baseball last year. I don't know how Fangraphs gets that number, but, you know, it puts it makes all things relative. It had Brad Hand as the best reliever in baseball last year. <laughs> so uh, the fact that we're even doing this dance, and, hey, you know, I know if our – our friend Eno Saris was here. He'd be telling about how his fastball is losing velocity and how that's such a big warning sign. I, I mean, my biggest warning sign would be he was the best reliever in baseball last year with that velo dropping. So I, I get it. There's guys sexier than Brad Hand. You know, I'm sure he's due for some regression. Maybe the guy knows how to pitch, um, and maybe he's been really good in Major League Baseball for a while. Um, Trev, your guy Brad Hand. It's funny to look at his his uh, baseball reference page and just see like him go from very suspect starting pitcher to elite reliever. And people think it's just that easy, but there's not many guys that do that. I know it's like reference a lot. Oh, just throw him in the bullpen. But like this is different. Like he went and became a three-time all-star, a guy that can shut games down. Uh, so, yes, I'm excited for him to get the opportunity that NL East is a, just a joke. It's a joke. What are they going to do? Marlins should like, just how, quit. How does baseball everyone? justify that somebody from, like, the NL Central is going to get in and then, like, these teams are going to be so much better in the NL East just hmm. not get in? They, we need a balanced schedule. It's so ridiculous. I, I, this is going to be the most apparent year for that. I mean, with sorry, that was with, my rant. With the current NL East and the current NL Central, it's tough to argue against you. There's some baseball purist in me and Jimmy that hates that, but <laughs> God, the fourth best team in the NL East will be clearly better than the NL Central winner this year. Yeah, I don't know because we went into last year thinking that it was going to be a four-team race, and the Phillies and Mets crapped themselves pretty hard. 
Short season. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. So we'll That's see how it plays. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I like that. Lindor, McCann, and maybe I wasn't Trevor trying to Bauer. shit on them for this year. Yeah, I was just saying like you never, you never know. But it, it all signs point towards that happening. I got, uh, a, I got a trivia question for you guys. Ooh, Trevor's trivia. Trivia. Wow. So I was typing uh, Brad Hand's name into the baseball reference search bar, and I'm going to ask you guys, how many players with the last name Hand Ooh. have there been, according to baseball reference, in the big leagues? Five. That's a good guess. That's a great guess, Jim. Five is my guess. I guess five. I mean, Hand is such a good... There's some self-fulfilling prophecy to having the name Hand and playing baseball. I'll go eight. It's three. Not as many as I would have thought. There's also one hands with Mm. an S. A plural. Two hands. Or their first names. Well, now I got to go back and look, Jim. Let me get it up for you. Yeah, yeah Brad Hand, mm-hmm. Donovan Hand was recent, 2013 to 2015, and Rich Hand, 70 to 73, and then Bill was the plural hands, 65 to 75. So, Mr. Hands. Bill Hands. Yeah. William Hands. Nats fans, reach out, because what's up? You guys need another what's bat. Up? Bring Dozier back. Love Dozier. I don't know if he's, no, he's their retired. solution. <laughs> he's retired. I love Daddy Doge. Don't think he's the answer. Because uh, you can talk yourself into the Nats. I mean, Turner, Soto, like they're kind of your stars. Schwarber, Bell, if one of them pans out, you're excited. Keyboom and Robles are the young guys. Right now, Gomes and Castro, you just need more you out of one of those positions. Mudo. I have wanted that. I think it would make this team a lot of fun. Um, I think we're going to see a scary I know he's always been scary But Juan Soto as he just like gets a little bit older More experienced Like this guy is the best hitter in baseball right now And he's just going to get better I can't I think he's like underappreciated somehow if that, like, How is that possible Because he's so good at a, such a young age And he's done it on a big stage already They already won the World Series with this guy it, I can't wait to see him I think, he I think he's. I think he's. I think he's correctly hyped and slept on at the same time. Oh, maybe he got screwed last year. Like I don't think he got COVID, but he was COVIDed out of the <laughs> season for like the first three weeks. False positive, right? I guess. I thought that's like they came out and they said it was. I, well, I just know he didn't have. So I assume so. I want to watch a random Brad Hand video. Okay. Because, uh, ooh, this looks like the video that it's chosen is a ball to Jose Martinez from 2018. It's also loading so slow. Internet's struggling. So, whatever. Brad Hand, for me, like all those numbers, the eye test, like whenever I see Brad Hand come in and pitch, I'm like, they're going to crush this dude. So, I don't know why. I'm not trying to – just being honest with the people – Whenever Brad Hand comes into a game against the Yankees, I get, like, giddy. I I don't know how they fared against him, if, like, there's a bias there, but it's, like, slow looper. Just doesn't, I don't know, just doesn't impress me. But I know the results are there, so it's something different in my brain. It's just, I just guess I'm used to, like, guys coming and just throwing gas. Pumping. Yeah. But 
Dude, Juan Soto last year led the league in batting average, on-base percentage, slugging. Obviously, if you lead in OBP and slugging, you're going to lead in OPS as well. At an OPS plus, he was intentionally walked 12 times in 47 games. That's why they need someone behind him. Golly. Got Bell and Schwarbo. Yeah. Neither of them can play defense. One of them may 19, 20, 20, and 21-year-old seasons, he had an on-base percentage over 400. That's the most impressive thing. That's incredible. Yeah, crazy. Speaking of incredible, the Cubs signed Austin Romine to a one-year, $1.5 million deal. Love Romine. Go get it. Good job, Cubs. Romy Mahomey. Got anything on this, Trev? Your guy. You don't need to have anything on this. No, I don't. And I don't like the Cubs right now, so I don't. All right. Blue Jays signed Tyler Chatwood. Jake, your guy. Get out there and twirl it, Tyler. Braves have re-signed Pablo Sandoval to a minor league deal. Oh, got to be better options. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. There's just he must have been really friendly there or something. I don't know. Like if he makes the major league club, he gets a milli. It, there's just got to be better options. Guy's a bowling ball, and like I'm a fan of those, mm-hmm. but still, like what? I don't know, understand. Why wouldn't like there's gotta be someone in your system that you could get up for like five hundred K that could do whatever he's gonna do for Acuna you. Acuna must love him. You think he's <laughs> That's the only that's all I got. Trev, why would they do this? Sign Pablo to a minor league deal? Yeah. He, he's not gonna break with the team, you guys. He's just depth. So why even do it? Was he on the playoff roster last year? I think yeah, he didn't was. He, he made an he made it he got he was an like bat. their pinch hitter. And then that's why you do it. You have him as depth, and if someone goes down, he can come up and fill a, a role. You can have Jake as depth. <laughs> I tr- I know. I, I don't know, man. Good field. I have better. a little bit of bias towards Pablo, but you know why? In what way? Or Good bad or bad? Bias. Huh? Good, Good or, or bad? bad. <laughs> oh, bad. Oh, okay. bad. Yeah, because you got a big deal and just stopped working. I hate that. Oh, okay. It's a pet peeve of mine. So I just think he's depth, and maybe they like that he's a switch hitter, and maybe, I don't know. Maybe he does have a relationship with someone there. I thought but the to me, it's I, like a whatever move. The Red Sox deal with Pablo I thought was the dumbest move ever. Um, the fact they didn't put in a weight clause was insane to me. Dude had three World Series rings, and you just gave him $100 million or whatever. And you didn't put it's it in getting thick. You didn't put in a weight clause. And he already had issues. It's like what what did you think was gonna happen here? So anyway. Good job, Pablo. Cleveland brings back Cesar Hernandez. Mm. Jake, you said you had a really hot take on this. What just happened to you? Why don't I don't you tell the people. No, that's YouTube only. Actually they can't even see it. It's can't below even camera. See that. You t- <laughs> tossed <laughs> a plastic cup. So it's good it was plastic. Uh, man, I don't know. Dude gets on base. He racks up war. Feels like he does his thing. Um, there's been some kind of Jose Ramirez rumblings. Um, I don't know. If you're Cleveland, you're like, okay, you know, what What are you supposed to do at this point? I don't know. Sorry, Frankie's gone, but Hernandez is back. He's a good player, man. He's solid. He's a really good player. He's a really good second baseman. He gets good at bats, and he's got a great demeanor, mental state about him. 
but yeah, Cleveland, I, I mean, another team I just don't really want to spend a lot of time on because they're just, I don't know what their deal is. I don't know what their deal is. You're mad at them. You're mad. Jay Ram's gone. They have to trade this guy. You like teams that spend money? I do like teams that spend money. Huge Yankees fan. They spend the most in all of baseball. I do like the Yankees, sure. Yeah. What if the Braves give them young? I give them credit for something they didn't even actually do, Jim. I must really like <laughs> yeah. That was a little bit shocking. I was like, well, I didn't want to. I'm telling like, you, man. You, I didn't want to come you at you. A lot of players I, that played against them, they say the same thing. I didn't want to come at you, but I wanted to make sure you retracted it on your own at some point. Because that's that's fine. Yeah. You got you explain it to me well. They hype players up. The only other option, like a better than Husey, is actually Ivan Nova. Like he's like had a career as a starting pitcher. That would probably Pineda in the mix. Marlins debuted with the Marlins. Did the whole minor leagues with the Marlins. Mariners, sorry, Mariners, Mariners. not Marlins. You know, right, I Montero. think, and God, I hate that I'm about to say this. Oh go. my gosh. Maybe New York, the lights are too bright because they. I go. feel like if you look back at minor league track records, they would have guys that are like, okay, this guy is going to perform in the big leagues according to these numbers. It could be that way, but it also could be they just bad at, like they revamped their entire minor leagues. They often, I mean, they for years they traded a lot of their top prospects for you know big name MLB players in the late two thousands. They never had elite draft picks, and those draft picks also didn't pan out. And so, I mean, that's a pretty easy way to cover like twenty years without a legit dude coming in. Yeah. And I, I do think if we compared it to other franchises, we would be shocked just, like, how tough it is to develop pitching. Unless you are Because, like, how Indians do you label right, the Pirates? The, the Indians right now. Because the Pirates have had dudes come up, but with the Pirates, they were dick. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's the Indians, the Rays, and Oakland. They develop pitching. Zito and Mulder, man. In sad news, Hank Aaron passed away. The King... Did you ever have ever have any interactions, Trev? You know, I don't think anything personally. Uh, saw him around the, the yard, like in spring training and stuff like that, but never was like I wasn't good enough to <laughs> to be in his presence. That's just an honest statement. Um, but just a king. I, I people ask, you know, do you consider him the home run king? And I kind of do. I'm kind of a Barry Bonds hater. I know how good he was, but um, man, to me, Hank Aaron, like I grew up with him as the as the guy that had the most home runs ever in the major leagues, and I still kind of feel like he's the guy that should be holding that title. So, uh, but from all accounts, just a great person. Um, so this definitely have been a tough year, man. We lost a lot of good people this year. It's nuts. The or in the last. Last year. In the last calendar year, like MLB Network put up a graphic and it like it was a whole roster. (laughs) Like it was a whole roster of Hall of Famers. It's insane. Um and even in the last week it it was like it was Lasorda, Sutton, and Hank Aaron. So nuts to think about. Uh yeah, if you're we always reference (laughs) we always reference baseball reference. Go check out Hank Aaron's baseball reference. Oh yeah. Um it's insane. And yeah, like I I don't know. This isn't even a take. It's not that hot, but I'm like, I'm kind of a retire 44 guy. Like the, just across the league, man. I mean, he's he is like kind of the true home run king in a way. And when you just hear the stories of what he went through, it's like what? 
Like it, it's insane that he was playing baseball at the level he was for twenty plus years. Um, well, you know, getting death threats and everything. So he's he's a man who should be remembered in baseball forever. Forty four. Yanks already have that retired, so you're all set. I'm good. Boom. Now I read I read a story about you know we we brought the Negro leagues into brought the stats and considered it Major League Baseball now. Yes. And I was reading a story that they found enough homers for Hank Aaron that it's he really would tricky. Title. It's really tricky. I, I I dug into that a little bit because um, there's some games that just don't have stats. There's yeah. like a lot of barnstorming games, a lot of exhibition games. Do you count the playoffs? And there's a lot like they don't know like what game this game was, so they're doing their best to sort it out. But I'm guessing there's got to be some home runs. I don't know. Yeah, and there, I, there, there was an interesting article uh, about it. They're like, yeah, we can go back into clippings, and it said he had a homer each game, and there were seven games, so he <laughs> had to have seven homers here. You know, it's it's they really have to do their research, and uh, if they're serious about integrating statistics, then possibly we will have those people do the old crazy research. The, the saber people, like that's they have bios on every player on Baseball Reference, basically. Guy played like five games and they'll have like a bio written up about his like early childhood life to getting drafted and scouted and then like playing five games and then not being a major leaguer anymore. It's crazy the research they do. So I'm sure they'll get it done somehow. That'd be cool. I would like that. Yeah, when whenever they update it, I think it's gonna be really cool. Like when like baseball reference is like today's the day and then we can go look at all the changes and all the new records and all that, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, sad day in the baseball world. And I think that's it. I don't know if we're long. I think we're not live anymore. I think the internet crapped out on us over here, so I'm glad we're still with you, Trev. We got everything covered. There's a lot going on. We didn't even get into the the labor pod disputes that are starting up again. Maybe we'll do that later in the week. The DH. Follow Trevor Plouffe on Twitter for that. We'll get into all that and anything new that happens because there's going to be more. We still got to find Bauer, Romuto, Odorizzi. Ozuna. Ozuna, a home. Tanaka's going back to Japan. Is that official official? Not official official, but. But official, yeah. So over him. Yeah, go get your money. Have fun. Get away from Corona. Yep. We will uh we'll see you later this week. Thanks guys. Right.